Welcome back to Sports Rewind. I'm Paul Salerno, and today I'm here with Mateo Lippman. How you doing, Mateo? What's going on? I mean, what's going on? I'm doing great. <laughs> and so today we're going to be, uh, not last podcast, but the podcast before, we did uh, our top five opinion on MLB and NBA. So today we're just going to break down the NFL, uh, put our greatest of all time out there, some greatest plays, greatest coaches, dynasties again, you know. And so, um, I know you guys. It's gonna be great. Us. It was really fun. Uh, last interview, our last podcast with Bobby I. So, if you know people, you know who have a great story. You know, we want to interview more people. We want that to become a series because we had so much fun with it. Um, a lot of people listened to it, so it obviously you you guys probably liked it. So, I just wanted to say that before. So, if you know anybody, give us a shout on our Instagram or Twitter at Sports Rewind with a three in the for the E in Rewind for our Instagram and at Sports Rewind Pod for Twitter. And so, yeah, let's hop into it. All right. So we're going to kick it off with our top five quarterbacks of all time. So I'll just – I'll go first. So first off, at number five, I have Drew Brees. And obviously he's still current and – a thing about, like, a lot of our players is we we didn't see half these people on the list play. I'm just going to say that. But in his career, he has 77,000 passing yards, which I'm going to say is very, very impressive. I mean, obviously everyone knows he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. And I have him there. He's won the Super Bowl. He's just done so much. He was a – Multiple-time All-Star. I think it was around, like, nine or ten times as an All-Star. And, all right, so now my number four. I just want to say something. You know, it's pretty crazy, you know, I was that we, we haven't seen a lot of these guys play, but we've also – me and Mattel were watching stats yesterday. Uh, we've stumbled upon the NFL 100 page, and Drew Brees isn't on that page. Yeah, I know. I think ve- is very interesting. Um some other players in our top five list weren't on their top ten list, which I think is crazy, you know, even though, like... like honestly, so, they put, like, Otto Graham, like... Yeah. Otto Graham like, didn't ever... Super Bowl wasn't even a thing. Like, we're like, kids, and they're, like, you know, Bill Belichick and Randy... Otto Lewis Graham. We're on that list, like, we're, we're doing those lists, but, like, I still think, you know, some of it is kind of crazy that they don't put Drew Brees on a quarterback list. All right, so now number four, John Elway. I mean, he was the MVP of the league 1987, a nine-time Pro Bowler, and he was a two-time Super Bowl champion, and he was the Super Bowl MVP also one of those years, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004. And, I mean, he was a first overall pick, and he clearly he lived up to the hype. I mean, his completion percentage career is Fifty-six point nine percent and three hundred passing touchdowns is a lot, obviously. All right, so moving on, number three on my list is Peyton Manning. So obviously, everyone knows Peyton Manning is another more recent player. Yeah, I mean, he's an all-time great. He was the NFL MVP two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and twenty thirteen. 
He was an all-pro seven times, 14-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl MVP once, and a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. He threw for 71, uh, 1,940 yards, had 539 touchdowns, and his completion completion percentage, which I think is one of his most impressive stats, is 65.3. And that's crazy because when you look back to John Elway, who's was at 56.9, that's still crazy. Peyton Manning had a good, like, a good 7% on him there. So, you know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, we saw, like, obviously I was alive for him on the Colts, but when he went to the Broncos, you know, that was the end of his career, and he was still an amazing quarterback. You know, he never really dropped down. You know, he was always – like, obviously, he had a prime, but he was always such a great quarterback, even when I watched him. And, you know, it's it'd be hard to argue, like, is Tom, are we going to see that from Tom Brady these next couple years, or is he going to be steady enough where we're not going to think about it? That I have one memory of Peyton Manning on the Colts, and it's when he beat the Jets in the AFC Championship game. I don't remember the game. I don't remember anything. I just remember Peyton Manning was on the Colts, and he beat us. And I was very, very, very disappointed. The one anyway. thing, the one thing I kind of remember about the Jets is the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. We don't I just, talk about that. I like. I think I could. I could tell. I could paint you a picture. I was in my old house in my living room. My dad was. We were. Uh, my dad was a fan. Had a fantasy football team, and I think he had someone on the Patriots. So we were watching that game. It was against the Patriots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and I just remember national TV. And it's just, oh, such a great play. I mean, that that's – once you make that Moving play, on. Moving on. Moving on. No. Number two on the list. No, you won't be remembered by anything else besides that butt fumble. Right. Number two, Joe Montana. Obviously, everyone knows Joe Montana. He was – had a dynasty, basically, with the 49ers. He was the NF two-time MVP, three-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time Super Bowl champ. And out of those four times, he was the Super Bowl MVP three times. And, you know, he had 273 passing touchdowns, 40,551 passing yards, and a career completion percentage of 63.2%. So, I mean. That's amazing. Those stats are something right there. Why he won so many Super Bowls. I mean, he was, he was also a great leader. Like, he led teams like that. All right. And now number one on the list, I mean, I think everyone – has seen this coming. It's Tom Brady. As much as I hate Tom Brady, he's the best quarterback of all time. Wait, it's not Sam Darnold? Tom Brady is fading. He's fading, but you can't erase what he already did. I wish we could, but we can't. So, he was the league MVP three times, three-time All-Pro, 14-time Pro Bowler. But I think the most impressive thing that stands out is kind of like Michael Jordan. He's a six-time champion, I mean. That's crazy. And of those times, he was the four time, four times he was the MVP. He was, I mean, obviously he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but I he's mean, gonna be. He's gonna. He's no doubt he'll be a Hall of Famer. And I mean, passing touchdowns five hundred thirty eight, passing yards seventy four thousand seventy nine, and completion percentage sixty three point eight. And he's not even done. He's still going. And but he is fading. So that we'll see that completion percentage number go down. And the in- interception number is going to go up, but he's fading. he's fading. With Mike Evans in Chris Godwin's hands, maybe not. But I think 
you know, one thing that separates all these quarterbacks and Tom Brady is Tom Brady just, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't want to lose, he won't lose. And I think that's why he's still in the league right now on the Buccaneers, because I think he thinks he can still get it done. And I've well, seen he reports. He thinks he can't, though. I've seen reports from, you know, people, uh, you know, reporters who are like, Tom Brady is talent, like, putting like he made the Patriots what they are and putting him on a amazing uh not amazing but a uh with two amazing wide receivers a good team you know uh people are saying he's gonna win two Super Bowls but also people saying he are fading like Mateo all right so on to my list I have so honorable mention was Drew Brees you know but he did not get my list um my number five is Dan Marino, three-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl, uh, nine-time Pro Bowler. He had a 59.4 completion percentage, uh, 61,000 passing yards and 420 passing touchdowns. You know, not a Super Bowl, but he was the, which you know is why he's five on my list. But he was a NFL MVP in 1984. Also on the Dolphins, like yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> um, number four is Mr. John Elway. You know, me and Mattel. Mattel already talked about him. Great player. You know, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. So that's great. It's my number four. Number three. You know, I was. Yeah, number three is Joe Montana. You know, Mateo put him to, and I kind of switched around. He put Peyton Manning at. Three, I put him at two. I think Peyton Manning, especially witnessing it, I think he is, in my opinion, the second greatest quarterback of all time, which I also enjoy more because two – and then number one is Tom Brady. And two of those top two out of my five are, you know, I've watched recently, which I love. So that's that's why I made my number two spot. All right, so those are top five quarterbacks. On to running backs. Uh, this one was probably my most, my favorite one to list, you know, about, um, well, definitely on the, at least the offensive side. I, uh, I love the running game, you know, Madden, a lot of these cards are really good. So I loved breaking this down. So I'll start us off. My number five is Jim Brown. Um, Jim Brown is, you know, although, he didn't – he wasn't in the Super Bowl era. He had an NFL championship, not a Super Bowl, but he was a nine-time Pro Bowler and an eight-time All-Pro. He was a truck also. Yeah. Just yeah. demolished people. He's an animal, so he's my number five. Number four is Eric Dickerson. This oh, – he, he is really good. Now, no Super Bowls and only uh, five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. But he had 13,259 rushing yards, 90 rushing touchdowns, and 2,000 receiving yards. So, you know, he was an explosive player without that. And, you know, he makes number four on my list. Number three is Emmett Smith. You know, it hates me to put a cowboy at number three on anywhere on this list. But three-time Super Bowl champ, eight-time Pro Bowler, and four-time All-Pro. League MVP in 1993, obviously a Hall of Famer. You can't put up with those stat, uh, 
you know, those records, which is great. My number two is Walter Payton. You know, Walter Payton was a nine-time Pro Bowler and a five-time All-Pro League MVP in 1977 and a Super Bowl champion. And my number one, you know, I, I love Barry Sanders, you know, just how, how, how humble he is. He never celebrated, and he was so good. And he was on a terrible team, which makes me, he, you know. He probably would have more, like, rushing yards. He'd be the leader uh, if he played yeah. longer. He was still in his prime, really, when he retired. But he just couldn't do it with the Lions anymore. Yeah, it's definitely – it. Uh, things like that remind me of just an Andrew Luck, like – Andrew Luck could have been so good if he just retired, which, you know, it's a, it's a smart move because, you know, he doesn't want to get injured and all that. But, you know, I would have loved to see these guys play more. Barry Sanders was a six-time All-Pro, ten-time Pro Bowler, uh, league MVP in 1997, 15,000 rushing yards, 99 rushing touchdowns, and uh, over almost 3,000 receiving yards. Such a great player. Just if he wasn't on the Lions, he'd have a Super Bowl. But he was on the Lions, so. Yeah, all right. So, moving on to my list. It's very, very similar. Except, uh, eh, kind of. I'll just run it through and then I'll give my reason. So, five, Jim Brown. Four, Adrian Peterson. Three, Emmett Smith. Two, Barry Sanders. One, Walter Payton. So, I left... Eric Dickerson off this list, off the off this list for Walter Payton, just because Walter Payton. I mean, not Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson, because Adrian Peterson was just so good. Like when you watched him play, it and he's he hasn't retired yet, right? Uh, no, no, he was he was on the Redskins, yeah. Yeah, he he's still that. going, and so he's a career fourteen thousand stats. But, like, if he didn't get hurt and all those, like, when he got in trouble a while ago, he would – he'd another person who could who could have been in contention. And I remember there was – I think it was his 2012 year. He almost broke the single-season rushing record, but he fell, like, nine yards short. And I just think from 2007 to 2015, he he was, like, so good that he had to be on this list. That's a good argument, you know. Definitely would be in my top ten, but, you know, I just – he fell short, you know, because of the trouble and doesn't have as good as – he has great stats, but I don't know. He didn't fall on my list. All right, so number three, I had Emmett Smith because, well, he had the most yards ever. Uh, yeah. You get it. But then we also – I decided to put Barry Sanders at two and Walter Payton at one basically because Barry Sanders – didn't play as long, and Walter Payton just – Walter Payton also has a Super Bowl. He was a five-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, and he was the NFL MVP, and his stats are just better than Barry Sanders. Yeah. 16,726 rushing yards, uh, 4,500 receiving yards, and 110 rushing touchdowns. And, I mean, that's basically – if Barry Sanders, though, once again – if he had just played longer, he would have had more. And another thing, Walter Payton almost has double his receiving yards. And yeah. that's why I feel like Walter Payton was a double threat. 
And he was also before Barry Sanders' time, so I just feel like that's why Walter Payton had to be in front of him. Yep. Uh, I think another one that I wish to see on this list was Bo Jackson. You know, and my, uh, you know, everyone tells tells me about Bo Jackson was like the greatest foot. Like he was so fast, he could truck everybody. If P just didn't get hurt, man, oh, that would have been that would have been amazing. All right, Mateo, on the wide receivers. All right, so we're on to wide receivers, and number five, it's another more recent player. And when I was going through this, I was like, Lions have a lot of really good players that they've had. So at number five, I put uh, Megatron or Calvin Johnson Jr., and he was a six-time Pro Bowl or three-time All-Pro. But I just feel like he was unguardable. He was like... Yeah, he was unguardable. He just dominated everyone. He had 11,619 career um, receiving yards, and he had 83 career touchdowns in a span of nine years so I, or eight years. So I felt like for his dominance when he played, he had to be on this list. Yeah, and um, he was another lion. And, yeah, oh, my gosh, I, you can't – that will be – I mean, I think that is – like, the Browns, you can, like, compare, like, oh, my gosh, the Browns were so bad. Like, oh, like oh and six, uh, oh and 16 1 and 15 Like, the Lions have been bad for, like, 40 years, like 40-plus years, which is just insane. So, I mean – I mean, also, like, with the – I mean, with the Browns, did you see their new jerseys? I mean, they're barely different from the ones they had before these ones. Like, they're exact same thing. Same thing with the Colts. The Colts said they had new jerseys, and it's just the same thing. But, like, how and are the, you – The are Falcons you gonna... have new jerseys that actually look different, but they just copied a movie. <laughs> but how do the how – how do you change a Browns jersey? I, I mean, exactly. you can, They you just, just go back more... to the normal one, which you're not saying it's a bad move, but just say you're going back to the other jerseys. Don't say they're new. I mean, not new. is that a problem, though, like changing jerseys? I feel like we got off topic a little bit about how jersey. How does jerseys have anything to do with teams? Like the Jets about, have. You're talking about the Browns. The Jets have good jerseys, but the Jets are terrible. So like. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Number four, I put Larry Fitz. I mean, I think he definitely deserves to be on this list. He was an 11-time Pro Bowler. I and yeah, one-time All-Pro. And so, career receptions, he had 1,378 career receptions. And he's still going. He had, he had 17,083 yards, so blew Megatron far and away. And, I mean, he's still – he's old. He's not getting hurt. And he's on a um, Cardinals team that looks like they, they could be really good. I mean, he's not the number one option anymore because they have DeAndre Hopkins. And they also have Christian Kirk, but that's a good team. And also he had 120 career touchdowns. But Larry Fitz, another person who's just so unguardable, who I think he had to be there. All right, All right moving on to number three, I had Terrell Owens. And so Terrell, Terrell Owens, a lot of people say, oh, he's not that good, he's not that good. I think he was – he just racked up stats. He was a playmaker. And that's exactly. why – a stat racker. How does a stat racker deserve to be on a top five list? He, what he did is he got the job done. He did what he had to do. He was a he five. Got, 
He was a five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. Won one Super Bowl, and it wasn't even with the 49ers. So he was a five. He was he was a top two wide receiver, five times. Five I times. Mean, yeah, but uh, he's he's a stat racker, so I can't put him on my top five list. I mean, you. I mean, you. I guess you can just argue that, but I. You, like putting these guys up like a one-on-one situation, like you're not going to want to throw the ball to T.O. instead of Larry Fitzgerald. Like you want to throw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. You want to throw the ball, you know, to Megatron, to Marvin Harrison, you know, all but these guys. But he did this for so long too. T.O., he was in the league from 23 to 37. And his last year, he still had 983 yards. He could have kept going. No. Uh, yeah, and then he would have just kept stat racking. What's wrong with stat racking? It's Mattel. Okay. So say you have a guy who's not that good at, like, who's a decent wide receiver, but he plays for so long and he just, like, catches a ball, like, all the time, but doesn't get anything done in the playoffs. Like, how is that? A, that's a successful career in some people's mind. He had nine years of a thousand plus yards. That's productivity. He was productive. That's Never. what you want from a wide receiver. No, in a 1v1 situation, like for for like for like who is the goat? Like besides, you know, Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Spoiler, spoiler, they're our top 2, like how are they not? But I mean, you like Terrell Owens and Larry Fitzgerald, you know, you're throwing it to Larry Fitzgerald. Again, like you're throwing it to different guys than TO when you need a like a like a win. I just don't think Terrell Owens should be even if you're gonna put him on the list, don't put him above Larry Fitzgerald. That's that's mine. But I, I don't see how five time all pro Larry Fitz was one time, one, once. once. Dude, you you can't trash Larry Fitzgerald's career. I'm not I'm just saying he wasn't better than Terrell Owens. Yes, he was. You want to hear? I was gonna save the stat for when I put him. But Larry Fitzgerald has 39 tackles and 29 drops. He has more tackles than drops. And that good for him. That isn't that's a that's a stat. Because he had bad quarterbacks. You can't rack that stat. No, no. Because he had bad quarterbacks. That's the point. He would he doesn't even drop passes with a bad quarterback. It's a that he they were throwing a, picks every five 1, seconds. 1,378 receptions. 29 drops and he has 39 tackles. That's crazy. All right. Well, I still think Terrell Owens is better. All right. Just go on. I, I feel like tackling someone has no relevance to being a good wide receiver. No, it doesn't have relevance. I'm just saying that he has 29 drops and 39 tackles. So good for him. That means no, no, but even if, okay, so say, take the tackle stats out of there. He has 29 drops. How many years has Larry Fitzgerald been playing? A lot, a lot of years. Twenty-nine drops. One sec. Uh, you keep going with your list, and I'll get this stat. All right. Well, so number two on my list was um, what's his face, Randy Moss. I mean, he even has a saying: "You moss someone." I mean, he was just a beast. He would literally jump and pick the ball out from right in front of your head. And he was a four-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. And he never won a Super Bowl, but that's besides the point. 
He had 982 receptions, 15,292 receiving yards, and 156 touchdowns. And I think you had to put him there just because everyone on this list was unguardable. But he was, I'd say, the most difficult person to stop on just a streak route. You couldn't stop him. Yeah, that's, yeah. Randy Moss was insane. All right. So, number one, everyone saw this coming. It's Jerry Rice. I mean, everyone knows Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver. He played on those great 49ers teams with Joe Montana. And he plays actually into the 2000s, from 1985 to 2004. He was a 10-time All-Pro, which is just insane. 13-time Pro Bowler. He was a three-time Super Bowl champion. He had 1,549 yards. Uh, I mean, not yards, receptions. He had 22,895 yards and 197 touchdowns. And that's why I put him there. You know, he was just consistently the best wide receiver in the league. Larry Fitzgerald has been playing for 16 years. So he drops less than two passes a year, Mateo. Good for Larry Fitz. That is insane. That's a stat that, like, that's crazy. If someone has one year where they drop one pass, and, like, DeAndre Hopkins, that's been his goal to not drop a pass a whole year, like, for a while, that, that'd be amazing. This guy's dropped less than two passes a year, which is crazy. All right, I'll stop ranting and do my list. Yeah, but, like, look at his touchdown numbers. He only had 120 career touchdowns. Terrell Owens had 153 career touchdowns. Yeah, he but he's stat racked. He, he got points. Stat- That's what you want. You want him to get points for your team. That's what makes a good player. He got points for whatever team he played for. He was hey, productive. But when you look at Larry Fitzgerald and you go, all right, this guy's dropped two passes this year. Let's throw him the ball. What What was that play? The one against the Packers where they just, like, threw it to him and he ran for, like, 60 yards in overtime? That's – Terrell Owens wouldn't do that. All right. Well, my, my list, I'm going to change the five and four because I just realized that was crazy. But my number five is Megatron. Uh, you know, kind of like Mateo said, he could have had such um, a really good career, but, you know, can't – no one – everyone's fed up with the Lions, you know. So, um, he's my number five. I think he could have definitely been, you know, I think he could be number four, but if he played longer, but he's my number five. My number four is Marvin Harrison. Um, Marvin Harrison was a stud, three-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, he one-time Super Bowl champ, 1,100 receptions, 14,500 14, re- receiving yards, 128 uh, touchdowns. You know, great player on the Colts too. So he's um, in Superstar KO. He is in Superstar KO. He's in uh, Madden Ultimate Team too. Number three is Larry Fitzgerald. Who else? Um, you know, I was saving that uh, stat until my turn, but I needed it. You know, Larry Fitzgerald's amazing. We, I think we argued about him enough, but he's my number three on my list. Number two is Randy Moss. And I think I can sum up Randy Moss's career in one game. I think this was, yeah, Thanksgiving 1998. Three catches, three touchdowns. 163 yards. That's basically Randy Moss. You know, throw him on a deep route, and he's just going to grab it, take it, and score. You know, I think he's 
on if I did most fun player to watch, I think I'd do Randy Moss as my number one. But my number two, I mean, my number one is Jerry Rice. You know, I think he is the greatest wide receiver of all time. I think we both agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. All right, moving on, tight ends. I mean, tight ends don't really do much. Like, well, they do. They block. But there haven't been many, like, tight ends where you could say they're as dominant as the wide receivers. Because blocking, you know, even it's super important, but you don't get all the glory, you know? Yeah. So my list started off at number three with Gronk, just because he only played for eight years, and he was constantly hurt. And so he was a four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, 7,861 receiving yards, 79 touchdowns. And I think if he played for a longer period of time, he would have been the best. But he retired way too early. Like, he just retired. And well, it wasn't too early because he was constantly hurt. But injuries, if he – Got if he was never injured, he would have been the best. But because he was always doing so much stuff, you know, he got hurt, and that's what happens when you're a tight end. I think we already said this. We might have in a um, earlier podcast, but Gronk signed with the WWE. Yeah, which I, I think I think just perfectly. Didn't he win like whatever they have, like WrestleMania or whatever? Well, it's like I think it was a twenty four seven championship, and so when I used to watch, that's like not a big championship. It's like you can pin someone at any time, so it's like just. Like, obviously, WWE's fake. Sorry if you don't think that it is. But um, it was, like, they have them on a tiny script. But, yeah, like, that's the tiny script. But I think, you know, I hope that we see some Gronk stat, uh, career highlights in the WWE. All right. So, moving on. My number two was the tight end for the Chargers from 79 to 87. It was Kellen Winslow. I mean – Three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, 6,741 yards, 45 receiving touchdowns. And I think he was another one. The tight ends, I mean, they get beat up so much that they can't really play for that long. But he was just huge, and he just dominated in the red zone. Obviously, he had a ton of touchdowns. And he even blocked a field goal in an AFC playoff overtime win. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know who I just forgot about? Antonio Gates. I don't think he's on the top three list, but I think he's on, you know, I think he's close there. Antonio Gates. Chargers produce good tight ends. I mean, they've got Kellen Winslow. Now they got Hunter Henry, who's a fantasy person. Yeah, he's going to be good. And that's really the only thing the Chargers do now. (laughs) And they lose, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. All right. Who's your number one? My number one is Tony Gonzalez because he was a 14-time Pro Bowler, and he was the only one out of these three who played for, like, more than 10 years. He played for 16 years, which is a lot. Um, It is a lot. And he led the NFL with receptions one year, so as a tight end, that's pretty good. And he is six-time All-Pro, 14-time Pro Bowler. He played for the Chiefs and Falcons, and he had 15,127 yards and 111 touchdowns. He was good. Yeah, I mean, there's argue. a lot of things. That, even though we played it to 2013, I haven't seen any of these people play. So, whatever. Well, Gronk, you've seen play. Oh, yeah, whatever. Gronk. Yeah. I know Gronk. All right. So, my uh, number three, starting it off, is Kellen, Kellen Winslow. 
uh, you know, he's, you know, I think he is the, the reason I put Gronk over him is because one Gronk is like amazing. He's like hilarious and I like him, but I think Gronk was definitely, you know, you could, I might be wrong, like not about Gronk, but I might be wrong with uh, Kellen Winslow, but Gronk would definitely, he almost acted like a wide receiver, definitely to Tom Brady. You know, he was almost his go-to guy and that's rare for a tight end to be a go-to guy in like a, like a long ball situation. He lined up as a receiver a lot. Yeah. So I think that's why I put him number two over Kellen Winslow because he, he acted almost like a, he was like, the number one uh, like receiver on the t- um, Patriots. And my number one, you know, you can't argue with those stats. For 16 years, it's got to go to Tony Gonzalez. Um, you know, great quarterback. You know, I think I would – I would if Gronk played for a little more, I'd love to put him there. But you can't argue with stats. So, Tony Gonzalez is my number one. Big Tony. All right. So, I thought – me and Mateo both talked. I don't really – we don't really care about the offensive line, but it does deserve some credit. So, I'm just going to read mine, my uh, top five, and we're not going to debate because I don't, I don't truly study an offensive line. So, I'm just going to read who I think is the be- are the best offensive linemen. All right, so my number one was uh, – Bruce Matthews, he was a seven-time All-Pro and a 14-time Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer, Uh, no championships, but a seven-time All-Pro. You know, you're obviously doing something right. He was a guard. And so my number four was Larry Allen, another guard, Um, six-time All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowler, and he was a Super Bowl champ, another Hall of Famer. My number three was Jonathan Ogden. I I am saying that right. Um, you know, he was a Raven. I think he was the most he's the most well known name I know for for like a really good offensive tackle. Four time all pro, eleven time pro bowler, Super Bowl champ, only on the Ravens, and he is a Hall of Famer. Number two, I'm gonna go have to go with Gene Upshaw. Um, a Raider. Uh, five-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, and a seven-time Pro Bowler, another Hall of Famer. And my number one, and uh, I know this name a lot from Madden, but he he was a stud. Uh, he's an uh, offensive tackle, nine-time All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowler. Anthony Munoz, no Super Bowl champ, championships, but uh, a, great, a great, you know, blocker, so. All right, Mateo, before we go into the defense, I we're going to take a sh- quick break from um, the history and go into, um, you know, a little bit of the present. So the Texans are trading for Brandon Cooks. So the Rams lose another wide receiver. I hope this isn't the fall of the Rams. You know, they've given away a lot of good players, but, you know, when you – Sean McVay, you know, he's doing nothing right now. He has no kids. So, I think he's active in it. I think he's going to pull the Rams out of this, you know. I think he's making semi-smart decisions. And then, Mateo, I got a question for you. 
All right, let's hear all this on ESPN. Who do you think will win more games next season? The Patriots or the Browns? They are both projected to win 8.5 games. So who do you think is going to have more wins next year? Hmm. I'm going to say the Browns. I'll say eight just because I think the Patriots are going to be an under 500 team. All right. There's only so much Bill Belichick can do when you don't when your quarterback right now is looking like it's Brian Hoyer. If the Patriots <laughs> get Cam Newton, I'm putting them at a nine-win team. It's weird that they're not – I guess for injuries is the reason they're not going after him. I, I don't see why not, though. Just for one year? Yeah. Just Like, I mean, unless they're really going to give this rookie, Jared, whatever his name is, a chance. Like, I don't see why not get Cam Newton. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because, um, like, why would if he gets hurt, then you train the rookie, and it's not a championship year for you. But Cam Newton, it's not like he was an MVP in like two thousand five. He was an MVP very recently, and you know, I just think if as long as he's not injured, I think Cam Newton is a good quarterback. So I don't know why you wouldn't give that. Cam a Newton try. was a two thousand eleven MVP, and. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. No, he, that was when he was the Rookie of the Year. He was the MVP 2015. So, I don't see why they wouldn't get him. Like, it makes no sense. Why would you rather Brian Hoyer than Cam Newton? And I don't think Cam's asking for a ton of money either. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think once you get, like, let go by your team, I honestly don't see how you could ask for a lot of money. But, you know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, All right. Uh, I got one more thing. Christian McCaffrey just signed. C-Mac? Yeah, for the biggest running back contract in NFL history. I believe it is $64 million, $16 million a year, four-year contract about. If I'm doing that math correctly, I think I am. And so, yeah, congrats to Christian McCaffrey. He's a stud. He definitely deserves it. And let's jump back into these lists. All right, so now we're on the defensive side of the ball. So we're going to go to linebackers. So my number five linebacker of all time is Brian Erlacher, who's not on the NFL 100 list. I don't know why. This guy was a four-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, and he had 11 forced fumbles, 1,046 tackles, and 41 and a half sacks in 182 games. And this guy was just a beast. He was he scared people. Yeah. And, I mean, like, he was fast, too. He had a 101-yard um, in 2003, I think, or 2002. And how many interceptions did he have? He had 22 career interceptions. So, I don't see why he wouldn't be on the NFL 100 list, but he's in my top five. All right, moving on. Number four. I Dick Butkus, and I know it's a bit of a weird name, but he was really good at football. When we were making this list, Mateo laughed, but no, he honestly is a really good player. A five-time All-Pro, five-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. I mean, twenty-two interceptions. Um, 27 fumble recoveries. He's he's he deserves to be on this list. Yeah, he does. Uh, all right. So, at number three, you've got Ray Lewis. I mean, everyone knows who Ray Lewis is. 
more recent player. He won the Super Bowl the year the lights went out at the Superdome. He was a seven-time All-Pro, 13-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, 13-time Pro Pro Bowler. He won another Super Bowl also. He was a two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2000 and 2003. And he is the only player in NFL history with 40 sacks and 30 interceptions in their career. So it's pretty impressive. He had 2,055 career tackles and 41 and a half career sacks, 31 interceptions. So, I mean, Ray Lewis was a scary person. He was a very scary person, and he deserves to be there. All right, number two, this old guy called Ted Hedricks. I don't know much about him, but his stats are very good. Yeah. He played for the Raiders. Uh, he was four-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time Super Bowl champion, though. That's what's really made him up there because he probably led a dominant defense. Um, he was named to the NFL's All-Decade team in the 70s and the 80s, 26 interceptions and 16 fumbles recovered. Pretty good, pretty good linebacker. Yeah. All right, so number one on my list, um, obviously, I think a lot of people could see this coming. It's Lawrence Taylor, and I'm a Jets fan. And not all Jets fans hate the Giants, but I hate the Giants. But I don't think you cannot put Lawrence Taylor at number one. I mean, he was the MVP as a linebacker in 1986. He was an eight-time All-Pro, ten-time Pro Bowler, and a two-time Super Bowl champ. Played for the Giants his whole year. And he led the NFL with a career-high 20 sacks in 1986. And I mean, 20 and a half sacks in 1986. He had 132 career sacks, which I think that stood out to me. And I heard a rumor, forget where, but when I was really young, someone told me he whispered to the offensive lineman that he was going to eat their quarterback. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Did that scare little Mateo? But no, it did not. But I would just <laughs> saying he was a pretty. He's also another just a scary person. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I was watching a like a clip on him, and uh, I think it was Belichick talking about him or somebody. But he would they would put him on the kickoffs, and he would just like destroy people, and he would just get to the you know um, kick returner, and people would just be scared to block him. Like they're like, I'm I don't want to block this guy, and he was their best player, and he was on a kick return. Uh, he was on the kickoffs getting. A, you know, fumbles and tackles, which was crazy. Um, so to kick off my list, my number five is Bobby Bell. You know, uh, six-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. Uh, you know, 26 interceptions, which is, you know, good stat. You know, a bit of an older player, but great player. He was on the Chiefs as well. My number four is uh, Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks, another great player, five-time All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler, and a Super Bowl champion, you know, um, seven, 1,700 tackles, um, not that many sacks, 13.5 sacks, 25 interceptions. Um, you know, Derek Brooks is a recent, more recent player, but great player on the Buccaneers. My number three is Ted Hendricks. Yeah, Ted Hendricks' uh, stats is why he's um, a great player on my list. You know, Mateo already read him off, but 
three different teams, surprisingly, two Raiders, Packers, and Colts. And, you know, he's a great player. Number two on my list is Ray Lewis. Um, you know, another another recent player. He had that possibly the greatest defense of all time with the Ravens and Ed Reed. Um, great player. Uh, he was interesting to watch, too. He was a player that I got to watch. And he was, yeah, Mattel said, definitely a scary player. And to top off my list, um, the quarterback eater, Lawrence Taylor. I I don't I didn't just the thing about that is why would someone get scared if he said he was going to eat his quarterback because he wouldn't act I mean no no he no one would okay no maybe not no one but no like Lawrence what? Taylor who's going to actually eat someone yeah, Lawrence like why maybe like I'm gonna like cut your like take your quarterback's head off or something like by like like hitting him well like, no, it was just a funny scary. thing that he did he would be like. Eat your quarterback for breakfast. Okay, that that's, that would be kind of disturbing. I'm not gonna lie. So maybe that's what made him so good. Maybe that was his, you know, power. All right. So that's our linebackers. Now we move on to the defensive line. I'll start off. My number five was Alan Page. Alan Page was um a Viking and a Bear, which is actually pretty surprising. Viking and a bear, wow. A rival, rival team. Six-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl. Rumors OBJ is going to the NFC North. Yeah, for, for like nothing, too. For like two draft picks. Like absolutely nothing, which would be so surprising. if Everywhere OBJ goes, they never win, no matter how many good players they have. So, I would I mean, just, I would like maybe like Allen Robinson for OBJ, like if he went to the Bears. Like wouldn't that be good? I feel like that'd be a good trade. What? No, like a first rounder in Allen Robinson. Do you know? I think they're getting like a well, rumor for like a third rounder and a fifth rounder. Like that's what he's gone down to now. Obviously, you Jeez. know that OBJ is not a team player, and he's yeah. not. I mean, he he still has talent, but last year he had, you know, we didn't see any of them. The, All right. The only really play that stood out for me for OBJ last year was basically his uh, catch against the Jets. But he did have over 1,000 receiving yards, but he only had four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, four touchdowns, come on. (laughs) All right, my number four for my defensive line was John Randall. John Randall, um, you know, I think he was definitely another, like, really scary player. His stats, you know, he just powered through people. 555 tackles. Uh, 137 and a half sacks, one interception too, which is always cool to say you have an uh, interception. And so, great stats. You know, he was a powerful player. And yeah, my number three is going to be Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith was an eight-time All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowler, 1,224 tackles. 200, exactly 200 sacks, two interceptions, and 15 fumble recoveries. Bruce Smith, uh, great player. You know, we didn't – I necessarily haven't watched this guy that much, but still, he's in a he – sh- he shines. Mean Joe Green is my number two. Joe Green, nicknamed Mean Joe Green. Um, 
pretty amazing stats. Four-time All-Pro, 10-time Pro Bowler, and a four-time Super Bowl champion. He was mean, if uh, you couldn't tell by his name. He, yeah, another scary player. A lot of these defensive uh, tackles and defensive line are scary players. Uh, but I don't know if they want to eat the quarterback. But All right. Wait, I still have my number one. Number one is Reggie Smith. Um, oh, no, not Reggie Smith. Reggie White. Bruce. Sorry. I, I mushed two together. Reggie White, um, eight-time All-Pro, 13-time Pro Bowler. But, you know, when I watched – I've watched some film on him, you know, and he had this move where he kind of, like, ducked his arm and just, like, pushed everyone out of the way with his one arm. And that move was, like – that was a setting stone for him. 1,111 tackles. And, you know, he had 198 sacks. That's tops off my defensive alignment list. Mateo, what about you? All right, so my defensive lineman, it's almost the same, five and four. All right, whatever. Uh, number five, I had Randy White. I mean, Randy White was just a beast, even though I didn't see him play, obviously. It was from 75 to 88. He was a seven-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler. And he was a Super Bowl champion, 52 sacks, 10 fumbles recovered, and an interception. Uh, number four, I had Bob Lilly. So, Bob Lilly was pretty good. Obviously, another guy I never got to see play. But this is another Cowboy, unfortunately. But he was also a seven-time All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowler, and a one-time Super Bowl champion. He had 18 fumbles recovered and one interception. Um, and then, so this is where me and Paul's list is kind of similar. That can't be an ideal name, right? Bobby, Bob Lilly, Bobby Lilly, I guess you could call him. That can't be an ideal name to play football. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> All right. So at number three, I had Mean Joe Green. Uh, I mean, Paul already said his stats, but I just feel like, what's his face? Reggie White was a better player over all the Mean Joe Green. And I don't know why Paul had Reggie White at number one. I had Bruce Bruce Smith at number one. And, I mean, they were all great, honestly. They all were really good at what they did. That's really it. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, you things can go either way. But I just, you know, Reggie White's, you know, he was so dominant, and he could easily get to the quarterback when they needed a sack. That's why he's on my number one list. Uh, Mateo, I'm excited for you to say this so I can laugh. How about you uh, start off the top five quarter quarterbacks of all hey. time? Okay, so when me and Paul were making this list, he's making fun of me for this. But I had as the number five quarterback of – I mean, cornerback of all time at, was Darrell Revis. Okay, Darrell Revis was a stud. He was a four-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler. And when he was with the Jets mainly, when people threw to him, they just never caught it. Like, he would hold Randy Moss. He would to, like, two catches a game. Like That doesn't mean Randy Moss doesn't have two touchdowns out of those two catches. He d- didn't. <laughs> but here, De- Mateo, let me ask you a question. So, t- take the Darrell Revis stats and keep them the same, but take him off the Jets, put him on the Patriots, and add two Super Bowls. Is he still on this list? I'm not following you. 
Okay, so imagine Darrell Revis isn't on the Jets, and he's on the Patriots. Yes. And his whole career, he's on the Patriots, and he has those same exact stats, and he has two Super Bowls. Well, he has one Super Bowl, so all you're doing okay. is adding a Super Bowl. So he has three Super Bowls. Three. Is he still on that top five list? Well, he'd probably be number four if he had three Super Bowls. I mean, no, if he was on the Patriots. Like, the, my point is, I think you're putting him on that list because he's on the Jets. <laughs> I think he's on this list because he's one of the best corners. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Moving on. At number four, I had Dick Lane. No idea who this guy is, but his stats were good. I mean, he was um, – here, I'll tell you a little about his name was Night Train Lane, his nickname, and uh, – Played, honestly, before the Super Bowl era, I yeah, think. But he was, like, the best cornerback of his time. You know, he was a great cornerback, and he was – you know, he set in stone a lot of – you know, a lot of other players followed him, but great He was a big hitter, too. He would just blow people up. That's true. That's how they call him, the Night Train. But he was a three-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, played for the Rams, Cardinals, Lions, 68 interceptions. Uh, he returned those interceptions for over 1,000 yards, and he had 11 fumbles recovered. And that was the number we saw with some of the linebackers, which showed just how hard he hit. Just blew people up. Yep. All right, number three, I had Willie Brown. And so Willie Brown, another guy I didn't really see play. He played from the 60s. 78, but his stats are pretty good. He's a five-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler. Won the Super Bowl once, 54 interceptions. Returned it for 472 yards, and he had four fumbles recovered. But I put him um, higher than uh, Dick Lane because he was more current. So I feel like the wide receivers and the quarterbacks got better. Like when you're looking at some of the other positions, all of the top fives are more current players. So I feel like he had a more competitive league then. All right, number three, I put Rod Woodson. Rod no, Woodson. Two. Oh, number two, you put Rod. Woodson. Oh, number two. That's what I meant. Number two, I put Rod Woodson. He played from the '80s into the 2000s. Six-time All-Pro, eleven-time Pro Bowler, one-time Super Bowl champion, and he was. Shut down. He had 1,157 tackles. He had 13 and a half sacks as a corner. That's pretty good. 71 interceptions and 1,483 return yards and 32 fumbles recovered. That's just are insane. Absurd. Absurd. Yeah. All right, moving on to my number one. I have Deion Sanders. Played from 89-2005. Once again, I did not see him play. But I know who he is. It's yeah, prime no. time. Yeah, Deion Sanders was... Um, Six-time All-Pro. Amazing. Eight-time Pro Bowler. Won the Super Bowl twice. I mean, his return yards... For, he had 53 picks. 1,331 return yards. 13 fumbles recovered. And he was fast. Yeah, the like, way really he played... Fast. The way he played also, you know... Idolized, you know, made a marker on his game. You know, it was prime time. He was clutch. The high stepper, you know, returning kicks, you know, could cut any uh, wide receiver off. You know, that's what made his game over the edge spectacular. All right, so my list uh, number five. I'm starting with Willie Brown. 
Um, I don't think he's better than Night Train Lane. Um, great stats. I just think Night Train Lane is such a, you know, he's he was the start. I think I think he's the first great cornerback of all time, and I think you will always kind of, you know, keep him on this list. I mean, obviously, but when the list gets bigger, but I think you know he'll stay on this list. And my number four is actually Night Train Lane's my actually. Number three, my number four is Mel Blunt. Uh, Mel Blunt was a, another great corner for the Steelers. Two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, that's great stats. That's better stats than Darrell Revis. Um, 57 interceptions, 13 fumble recoveries. And, um, you know, great player. Number three is Nitrain Lane. My number two uh, so I switched Rod Woodson and Deion Sanders. The, my number two is Deion. I just don't, uh, you know, I love, I like, I love how Deion plays. You know, I think he was a obviously more fun player to watch again. But I think, you know, he kind of, it kind of reminds me of a Randy Moss, Jerry Rice situation. I think he's definitely the most popular quarterback. But I think Rod Woodson is a better quarterback because those stats are just insane. All right, so on to safeties. The last uh, special uh, defense position, I'll start us off. Um, number five is Sean Taylor. You know, Sean Taylor's career ended a bit short from taking a bullet wound uh, for his family. Unfortunately, he died. But Sean Taylor was the biggest hitter in the NFL. And as a safety, you know, he just line people up and nail them. There's clips. There's one clip in the Pro Bowl where he nails a punter. And, oh, my God. Yeah, goodness. in the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl Like, well. come on. Like, one thing to nail a punter Chill. just regularly. But to nail a Pro oh, in the Pro Bowl, it's crazy. My number four is uh, Larry Wilson. Cardinal, um, five-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. Hall of Famer, 52 interceptions, great stats. Uh, he played from the 60s to 72, so I didn't, you know, haven't witnessed him, but great stats. My number three is Kent Houston, who I think, you know, is definitely arguable. It's definitely arguable. He might be one of the best of all time, but once me make what makes me put him at three is he's two-time All-Pro and. He doesn't have a Super Bowl. You know, um, he's a 12-time Pro Bowler, though, which is very impressive. But, you know, just that Super Bowl kind of keeps me from it. All right, my number two is Ronnie Lott. Um, Ronnie Lott was a 49er from 81 to 94, six-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion, which is crazy. He had... 63 interceptions, but, you know, four-time Super Bowl champion. That's what keeps him above Ken Houston. And my number one safety of all time is Ed Reed, um, a player I, again, did get to watch, you know, maybe a part of the dirtiest defense of all time with him and Ray Lewis, uh, five-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl, uh, Super Bowl champ. So that's why he's my number one on my list. All right, my turn. All right, so at number five, I put Brian Dawkins. So 
Brian Dawkins was like Jamal Adams before Jamal Adams. Or is Jamal Adams like Brian Dawkins after Brian uh, Dawkins? It's the same thing. Not really, though, because uh, Brian Dawkins didn't model Jamal Adams' games. Jamal Adams um, modeled Brian Dawkins' games. Whatever. They're like the same player. They just blow people up and they play safety. Brian Dawkins was a four-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler. And he just blew people up. He had a career in 19 fourth fumbles. And I basically think, yeah, he's Jamal Adams before Jamal Adams. So Jamal Adams is Brian Dawkins. And the reason I put him here is because I love Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams will be number one on this list once, once he retires. Really? Yes. <laughs> Mateo okay. Hotte. All right. Mate- that's he's hot on. Day. He's just a beast. All right. All right. Number four, I put Sean Taylor. Paul already went through his stats. I mean, he was blowing people up in the Pro Bowl. That's a little weird. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> but whatever. He He's funny. And yeah. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Yeah. Um, so, number three, I put Larry Wilson. I mean, another guy I didn't get to see play. It was like half these people I didn't see play. But he was really good. I mean, he was a five-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, 52 um, interceptions and 14 fumble recovered. And I think just his amount of All-Pros is what has him on this list. Mm-hmm. All right, now moving on. Number two, I have Ronnie Lott. I mean, obviously, I mean, oh, basically, I think most people can agree the best. My number one's Ed Reed. Most people can agree Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed are at the top. I mean, Paul already read their stats. but And Ronnie Lott did play for the Jets, too. So, it's okay. always a plus. Yeah. All right. All right, so this one's a bit interesting, but it, it was fun. Uh, we did special teams. Um, you know, so special teams kind of varies. Because I have two, you know, wide receivers. And, I, well, I have one wide receiver and one cornerback. But we tried to add one kicker and one punter. And so my number five is Tyreek Hill. And this guy's just getting started. And I can tell that, you know, he is he's an amazing, uh, you know, not only wide receiver, but a punt returner. He's crazy. You know, takes him back all the time. His speed, elusiveness is just uh, – you can't top, you know, uh, kind of a model of Dion in the punt return game. So that's why I put him at number five. Number four, I put Ray Guy. And so the reason I put Ray Guy is because he was the first ever punter drafted in the first round. And so I, he went to Oakland, 23rd overall. That's just insane. He was a good punter. And I watched a clip where – I guess he lined a great punt up for the Super Bowl. But I just – I think it's crazy that you're getting a punter first round. Like, it's not like you're the greatest – like, you got to work – have to be able to work on something other than your punter. My number three is Adam Vinatieri. Um, Adam Vinatieri is a great – obviously, he's fallen off these last year. But he's a three-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion, and – um I believe maybe he's definitely one of the only kickers to kick a uh, buzzer beater field goal. So that was, that's crazy. You know, you got to give it to him. Number two, 
uh, primetime Deion Sanders, you know, the side, uh, the high step, you know, such a great uh, kick returner and he, just so fun to watch too. And then my number one is kind of the only like true, true uh, return specialist, Devin Hester. Uh, the Chicago Bears kind of bottled him into that. You know, he was a three-time All-Pro, and, you know, he, I think, will be the best return specialist. I think as the game grows, they'll probably – other teams will try and make um, p- people specifically that. But, you know, that's where I got Devin Hester at. Mateo? All right, my turn. Okay. So, honestly, this list – my list has a punter and a kicker, which Paul said we had to have a punter and a kicker. But whatever. All right. So number five, I put Brian Mitchell. He was only a one-time All-Pro, but when you look at his stats, he was having like he had like six or seven um, seasons with kick return yards over a thousand. Some of them he's well over a thousand. He's in like the four. He's had like fourteen hundred kick return yards in one year, and or punt return yards, kick slash punt. And he was really a running back. That's why he was only a one-time all-pro. But he was just a stud. Yeah. All right. So four, red guy, he's a punter, whatever. Uh, Three, Adam Vinatieri, hit a lot of field goals, whatever. Uh, Number two, uh, I had Rick Upchurch. Not a lot of people know who that is. But he was a very, very good kick returner. Another guy, unfortunately, I didn't get to see play. But he was a three-time All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler. He was really wide receiver, but he did returning too. And he was really good at what he did, you know. He had years also, plus 1,000 yards on kick returns. And he was able just to get past past people, and he was just electric. And number one, I had Devin Hester. Paul already said his stats. I mean, it's Devin Hester. Everyone knows he's the best. Going back to number five, I was very tempted to put Andre Roberts because he's a Jets guy from last year, first time All-Pro. But I didn't because I'm not going to be that much of a homer. But Enough of the Jets. You already put Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis is a top five corner of all time anyway. Oh, my gosh. No, he is not. No. Yes, he is. All right. Uh, so this is a little change, too. We did uh, coaches. Um, you know, there are a lot of coaches that are like have amazing stats, but I took the ones that kind of, you know, like in my eyes, like John Madden is my number five. Um, John Madden has a he never a, even won a Super Bowl though. But he has a football, um like a football game, sorry, football video game named after him. That's why he's my number five, because this guy's obviously doing something right. Um, my number four is Bill Walsh, um, an actual, like, really good coach. Three Super Bowls, you know, on only on the 49ers, 102 career wins, and uh, um, a, uh, I think over uh, a great win percentage. So my number three is Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll's another great coach. He had four Super Bowls, only with the Steelers as well, 209 career wins. Um, yeah, my number two is Vince Lombardi for another reason. Um, Vince Lombardi has a trophy named after him, five-time NFL champion and a two-time Super Bowl champion. So for to win both, you know, great coach, 
and he is a team named after him, so also. And my number one is Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick had the greatest dynasty of all time, and I think he six-time Super Bowl champ. And that's um, that's as a head coach, and he's on the Browns, you know, 292 career wins, which is also crazy. So that's why he's my number one. Oh, all right. So on to me. So at number five, I put Don Shula. And so he only won two Super Bowls. He was with the Colts and the Dolphins. But what stuck out to me, he had 300 playoff wins, which is obviously a lot. I mean, what I think that's really what can measure a coach is how, like, his team's doing the playoffs. And he only had two Super Bowls. That's why he's at number five. But I think that's a lot of playoff points. All right, number two, I had Chuck Knoll. I mean, I mean, not number four. I had Bill Walsh. And so, Bill Walsh, obviously a great coach. He didn't coach for that long, but he won three Super Bowls. He was the 49ers coach of like when they were really good. Um, and he had a career six seventeen win percentage. But I think the dynasty he was able to help create. Is really why he's here. Uh, number three, I had Chuck Knoll. So Chuck Knoll took a Steelers team that was awful and turned them into one of the best NFL franchises ever. He won four Super Bowls, 209 career playoff wins. But I think another thing that really measures how good a coach is is he comes in when the team is terrible and does did what he did for the Steelers. Like, he was their coach for more than 30 years. He was their coached him 32 years and just made them great. I mean, that's crazy. He made so many legends, too, on the Steelers. All right, number two of all time, I put Vince Lombardi. I mean, Paul already talked about him. Got a trophy named after him. He won a bunch of Super Bowls. I mean, Paul already talked about this, but he won two Super Bowls and five NFL champions because he was, like, before that. But he was great. And number one, obviously, Bill Belichick. I mean, it's Bill Belichick. He's still coaching in 1991 to now. Never smiles, but he's won six Super Bowls. And it's, he helped create another dynasty. And he makes players no one's ever heard of and makes them great. Him and Kawhi Leonard should meet up. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. They'd have a good time together. All right. So um, we're just going to do uh, NFL dynasties. Um, I'm just going to do them because, you know, it's hard to argue dynasties. I mean, but uh, – especially when they're kind of like even, but my number five is 1950 to 1955 Cleveland Browns. They dominated the AAFC, which is the league before the NFL. So three time champion. So that's come on guys, three time champion. Like that's, that's insane. And the reason I put them at five, you could argue they're six or seven, but they're the Browns. So you got to give them some credit sometime. Um, and then my number four was the Washington Redskins, uh, three rings, but with three different QBs. So 82 to 92, which is, you know, with three different QBs and three different rings, that's, uh, you know, that's a pretty impressive thing by coaching and the team around the QBs. Number three is Chuck Knowles pitch, uh, Bridge Steelers. Mateo already talked about him. 72 to 79, you know, they, turned them around into three rings, you know. Chuck Knoll uh, made that team great. 
the number two, the 1981 to 90 um, 49ers, five rings, you know, that's, that's insane. That's kind of like magic and um, the Lakers. So that's crazy. And then the number one dynasty of all time is the Brady Belichick. Dun, dun, dun. That we can put an end to now. 2001 to uh-huh. 2019, 2020, whatever you want to say. It's over. It's over. It is over. It's over. So that's great. And, yeah, that's our list. All right, Mateo. Last but not least. On to memorable place. Yeah, this okay. one was fun. So a lot of these are going to be more recent plays just because, like, we're – more recent people um so number one i mean not number one number five i put the malcolm butler interception in the super bowl and that basically won the super bowl and basically we're gonna credit the patriots the patriots should give all this to pete carroll he's a complete idiot he's a great coach but he just had a i don't know what he did but he was down by less than a touchdown with like less and then two minutes to go in the Super Bowl. And he's on the two-yard line. He is beast mode. Marshawn Lynch in his prime. And he throws the ball. Like, why? Why? What would incline him to throw the ball? I don't know. I just – I don't feel like Pete Carroll would do that. It was probably Pete Carroll. But I think but when I was watching that play? game – when I was – I don't know. When I was watching that game, I was, like, jumping up and down. I was excited that the Patriots were about to lose. And then I think I literally just – I think I froze. And I was, like, young, too. So I remember it was, it was where crazy. I was. I remember where I was. I was in my living room. All right, Mateo, what's your number four? Number four, I had the OBJ catch. I don't like OBJ. I don't even think he's really that good. I think he's very overrated. But that was a crazy catch. Arguably one of the top catches of all time. And, I mean, it was against the Cowboys. That at least made it good. But it was a crazy catch, so I think it had to be on the list because it's arguably the best catch of all time. But moving on. Number three, I had the David Tyree helmet catch. I mean, obviously, the only people – I mean, the people to prove to be the Patriots kryptonite was the NFC East. They always lost to the Giants and then they lost to the Eagles. It's great. They always – they lose. I don't like the Giants, but I hate the Patriots even more. And that was a crazy catch. Like, David Tyree's not even a really great player. And just pulled that out of nowhere. And that was so clutch. All right. This was a play I wasn't even alive for. But this it was, like, a long time ago. And I read about it. And I watched a video. It was pretty crazy. It's called the Immaculate Catch. It was the Steelers' last play of the game. And they were down by one. And they were on, like, their own 30 or something. And they were playing the Raiders. And they throw it. And this guy just gets absolutely hammered. Like, oh, demolished. Yeah. And it goes right into this other guy's hands and runs yeah. for a touchdown to win so the game. It like hit the guy, the guy who was going to it, yeah. like hit his helmet or something. Yeah. And it like and, deflected oh, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, that was that was a cool. That was a cool. Job. And then yeah. number one, it's called like the catch. I read about it and I watched the video. It was pretty cool. It was Joe Clark on the 49ers. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe Montana thread the needle over me and Joe Green. Joe Clark, who's not wasn't known as a big jumper guy. Jumped like a million feet in the air, caught the ball, put his feet in bounds, and it was great. So catch. tapped, yeah, in the corner of the end zone. So pretty impressive. All right, um, my moments. Uh, this was cool. I thought too because it was our moments are different too. So I like that. Besides my number five, 
Um, it was either between David Tyree's helmet catch or OBJ. And I just think OBJ's catch was so amazing. But also, it's really, like, it's almost not – it's obviously not, like, remade. But, like, a lot of people now are making one-handed catches with pass interference. So, I mean, I mean, obviously his catch was probably the best out of those. But I still don't think – so I put David Tyree's helmet catch, especially because it was in the Super Bowl – you know, that's the last drive, and they beat the Patriots. My number four play, another Super Bowl play, Nick Foles, the Philly special. And what makes this even special, specialer is because Tom Brady missed a similar play for a first down in the same exact game, and it went right through his hands. And it was a crazy play, you know, crazy to watch. And, you know, you're kind of just smiling after that play. Um, so, my number three, another Super Bowl occurrence. Um, last play of the game, 2000, uh, straight 2000 Super Bowl, the, uh, the 2000 Super Bowl. Um, and it was the Rams versus the Titans. Titans had the ball, Rams up by seven, I believe. And he threw, throws it, uh, Titans quarterback, to their tight end uh, at like the one or like the one, the probably the three yard line. And the guy sticks the ball out. Um, you know, but the Rams player gets the tackle and they're literally at the one yard line and the Rams won. That was their only uh, Super Bowl ever so far. Yeah, they, they haven't won. But, you know, if Daniel were in this podcast, um, maybe he'd say they could because he thinks Ryan Tannehill is a franchise quarterback. I do not. I think if the Titans got Tom Brady, even though all they need is a mediocre quarterback. And Ryan Tannehill is oh, no, no, slightly no. below that. Oh, uh, Mattel, but, the, the Rams won. I know. I'm saying they didn't oh. win. Oh, oh, oh. But, I'm saying yeah. if the Titans <laughs> had a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, they could have won last year. Like, they have a very good team. They have a very good defense. They have Derrick Henry. And they re-signed him, too, which is insane. Uh, Derrick Henry's a beast. All right. Well, my – no, not re-signed Derrick Henry. Re-signed Ryan Tannehill, which is Yeah, insane. like – all right, my number two, um, another New England Patriot, uh, uh, not another, but another Super Bowl play for the New England Patriots. Uh, their comeback, you know, against the Falcons. You know, Falcons are up 28-3 to in the third quarter, and this is just Tom Brady. This is proof that he is the GOAT. You know, to come all the way back, to not give up, into OT, they win the coin toss, and they win the game. How did after being after being down twenty five points, I went to bed. Uh, I was like, my mom was like, "You can we?" So uh, we we're at a friend's house, and then we went home. Mom was like, "You can finish the game if you want," and I was like, "Nah, it's over. It's a blowout." I woke up and they won. I was you amazed. Went- I was I went to bed. I never go to bed for Super Bowls, and I went to bed for that because I thought it was over. Number one play. This gives me chills every time I watch it. The Minnesota Miracle. Stefan Diggs just. Oh, my gosh. I know it wasn't, like, an amazing catch, but it was amazing to watch, you know. Who was the Stephon Saints defender who missed the tackle? Because that's completely his fault. I don't know, but it was it was crazy, you know. Gave him another chance, and then they beat them again this year in the playoffs. The Vikings did to the Saints, so, uh, you know, such a great play. All right, well, that uh, tops off our NFL top fives. Um, once again, we're just trying to get interviews, you know. We love these, and – uh, it keeps us uh, great content, too. Uh, we're just constantly trying to think of content. We have some, but obviously it's harder 
and the MLB not, might not even happen this year. So. Yeah, that would be terrible. But like, right now, I'm not going to lie, these aren't the most exciting podcasts, at least for me. Hey, I like, I it, like when, it I like it, like, I just wanted the MLB. I wanted the stupid MLB. Yeah. I mean, we like these podcasts, obviously, but, you know, up to it date would rather. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, watching it live, like, no, nothing's happening right now. So, this is still a good podcast to do, but... You know, we love interviews as well. But thank you guys for uh, listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Thanks. Woo!